Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it. If you can, leave us a review. It really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out. Definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. So yeah, I wanted to, you know, I want to dig into peeling the curtain back on some of your blood work. I want to talk a little bit about my 28 day challenge experience so far. I've had some really interesting numbers, um, but yeah, you have. I've, that's some yeah. really weird numbers. Yeah, and it's starting to regulate out now, so it's kind of like what I would expect. Um, but I wanted to, because this is kind of like a common one I was I was telling you before that was been coming up. Just like when we hit a weight plateau, or you know, trying to figure out how to adapt to any situation with a plateau in mind. Like, hey, I've been seeing results. Now all of a sudden I'm not. Or I just I, I've kind of been on this same up and down fluctuation for the last couple of weeks. What's the plan of attack? Um, so I kind of wanted to dig into that first and then we can always talk about it. And I'll give insight from my eyes. Chuck, you can talk about yours a little bit because I feel like we're both kind of, maybe not plateauing is the appropriate word, but we're seeing some kind of like fluctuation. So I thought it'd be helpful to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the best thing to keep in mind, especially when you're on a program is to keep your nutrition in check as well. I mean, I think one of the biggest, I, I want to say, you know, failures. I don't want really to call it a failure, but one of the biggest setbacks is the fact that when I'm on a program and I'm working really hard all throughout that program, I like by the end of the week, I'm like, you know what? I worked really hard all week and I'm going to kind of let my nutrition go a little bit. And that's where we don't see the gains that we really want to see because we're not really focusing on, on both the fitness and nutrition side of things. And we got to remember that even though we've, we're really working hard on our fitness side of things, we really need to be mindful that like 80% of our goals is gonna be acquired in the nutrition aspect of things. And, and I think a lot of people have that reverse where they say to themselves, I'm putting in all this work and I'm working super hard on my fitness. Yeah, I do the same thing. <laughs> and then like at the end of the week, they kind of let all their nutrition go and they don't realize that they're really, you know, is it harmful to our goals? Yeah, I mean, just we're extending our goals out. We're pushing our goals out that much further. And I think ultimately, so I, like I'm gonna play a, not exact devil's advocate, but a slight devil's advocate to that in the sense that I feel like the reason that comes up in the first place, and this is the hardest thing, especially, and we've talked about this New Year's resolution kind of approach and mindset, and especially when you don't have, you know, um, the, at least like we can speak to the experience of kind of being able to predict like, all right, that's behavior that's probably gonna happen. We know we can plan for it and work around it. Yeah. When you're kind of new to this and to, to all the clients out there or like even people that haven't worked with us but have tried this in the past, you guys can probably speak to it or not, like resonate with this idea of in the beginning, you're gonna go super hard, feel that like, hey, I've been doing this. I deserve this. This is like my reward, right? This is the cookie at the end of the day, but <laughs> We know that over time, if you feel like you even need a cookie in the first place, right? Like if you feel like you've been restricted to the point where you need to then reach for that, 
that's where I think a big kind of piece of it comes from. And then also knowing, hey, and we talk about this even like in the 28 day challenge, building that foundation of that's why we work in certain, you know, 20 to 10 to 0% adherence, like fluctuations, like so like 80, 90, 100% adherence or like the zero, 10 and 20 kind of like cheat meals or ways where you can work it in so you don't feel restricted at the end of the day where you've been like doing this for x amount of weeks in a row or even the end of the week we can work it in at, at certain points throughout and like the reason i say all this is like i did that on wednesday and thursday of this week of i you know um worked in a couple of other choices that i had in the two weeks prior so like having my quest peanut butter cup oh man i was looking forward to that bad boy right. having and it's still like i have my 10 grams of protein and whatnot but i had a little bit of extra you know, sugar with, I made. so check this out, y'all. This is how we work it in. Peanut butter jelly sandwich, huh? Got a little bit of dark chocolate in the sandwich and then Quest peanut butter cups, two of them in that sandwich as well. So it was like a good 33 grams of protein, but like 800 calories. Yeah, like when did you come up with this concoction? I mean, and, and number Wednesday one, I'm more, I'm more upset to the fact that you didn't send me a picture. <laughs> I mean, I've appreciated the picture. You're right. I, I, like, you're I don't care that you ate it. Congratulations on eating it. You know, but that's probably cheap now. And, yeah, hundred uh, <laughs> percent. And I counted that because this is this is week two, where or technically week three, where like now I'm in like ninety percent of here, and then next week I'll be at eighty percent. So that was one of my ten percent meals where I broke the adherence. Like, right. and 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 again, that's why we work this in. So like, I'm not feeling restricted. However, and this is why I bring it up too, with plateaus in mind, where there becomes this feedback loop of my weight. So I went from one ninety three to the next day. Now I, and like, even I weighed myself two days afterwards. Let me show you my fit index numbers just cause how much they can fluctuate, which is not a true reading. I'm at 202.8. So I went from 193 yeah. to 202.8. And again, like I'm also like, I when I did this number just to check it, it was after I ate, after I worked out, yeah. after I had all this fluid in my body with clothes on, but it's to show you how much of a fluctuation, that's nine pounds in a span of 24 hours that so i didn't actually gain yeah, nine pounds of weight was your was your 193 weight in the morning after a good yes. poop yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so that's like completely empty you know nothing in my body to at the end of the day after eating all of that after working out and all those right. things having after hydrating all day you know everything it's all compiled in that what, what like just to step back a second like, did you like in your kitchen just have like all these ingredients out and you're like, I'm gonna put that together with that and I'm gonna smoosh it all together. You, you had a plan. Yeah, so that's <laughs> that's why I know, like I have this like checklist of things, like anyone that know, and you've heard me talk about a million times, like peanut butter and chocolate. Those are things that I like to work in where I can. I also like a good peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like who doesn't? Who and doesn't? I figured, hey, I'm gonna enjoy my Quest peanut butter cups. I was gonna enjoy a nice apple here. And I was like, you know what? I'm breaking my adherence by not having some vegetable with this apple. So I'm gonna yeah. also add in that peanut butter jelly sandwich. And I realized I have these dark chocolate chips we've been baking with to make protein muffins. I'm like, I'm gonna throw this on the same. So that's why like, kind of was part of a plan, but then the original little sprinkles of chocolate on top was an added layer. However, what I did do was I used my hand as a reference, like by portion sizing. So I used like a thumb's worth of chocolate so that I had, even though technically that's not fat, it's not a massive quantity of it. Yeah. And the weight, again, that I, I'm you're seeing in a difference, because that's where when people weigh in on a too frequent basis, that's where you feel like you're hitting plateaus, because you're seeing this right. giant jump in the scale. And you're like, well, I just gained nine pounds. I might as well eat whatever the hell I want for the next week, because it doesn't matter. But really what happened is just weight that your body yeah. had to process. And then by making all these other decisions, you actually then added calories. That's where real weight gain comes from and thereafter leading to.
Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't add mango slices to it too, Mike. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> just to touch on something you said there real quick, and a lot of people get that in their mindset is when, you know, again, we talked about you weighed in at 193 in the morning time after fasting and all of a sudden after going to the bathroom, the next weight you did, obviously after eating all day, after hydrating, you're like, oh damn, I, I gained nine pounds. Screw it and throw everything out the window. You can't let that happen. You have to put that mindset in there that, you know, this is just, it, it's, it's one step. And, you know, that's a weight that I did after eating, after all this stuff. And don't get on the scale the next day again. Don't do that. That's, don't fall yeah. victim to that. And I know you probably did that too. Don't do it. You did, didn't you? Don't do and it. I wanted to didn't share you? that. That's why. Like I wanted yeah, everyone to know. Me, but you know, one of the things that a lot of the clients have been reaching out to me lately is, and I've been talking to them is about self-affirmation. You know, you don't beat yourself up within a, you know, oh, I gained nine pounds. It's the end of the world. Don't you, you're working hard. Let's just make minor little choices and minor little fixes all throughout it. Again, if, we keep that mindset if I'm working really hard on my fitness levels and I'm also really working very hard on my nutrition levels, you're gonna attain your goals that much more faster. But again, if you get that mindset, if I'm working really hard on my fitness, screw it. I'm gonna have a giant cookie with some ice cream. And, and again, who doesn't? Once in a while, it's a great treat. You know, we just, we, just, we, just, we just came off a of dry January. So even though we did the 28 day challenge, we did also dry January as well, which having two children was a feat in itself because who doesn't like a glass of wine every now and then. But I had a glass of wine the other night and it's like, that's the first time I had a glass of wine in like almost over a month. And I was like, man, this is, this, this is a good cheat. And I considered that glass of wine a cheat. You gotta put that in your mind. And that's, and like you said, that's, it's categorizing it in a way and like sometimes, and this is where we're depending on psychology and depending on the individual, if we name something a cheat, even in that South can almost be like a trigger for a snowball effect into all or nothing. Right. I find it helpful to just separate a category from like, I like numbers, right? So 80% of the food I eat is going to be this way. 20% yeah. to like what you said is going to be what you said, like a cheat or that shifting in the common choices, whatever we want to call it, right? right? The breaking adherence. But that's why there's flexibility in there and learning. Like, honestly, this is my 90% week. So that was part of my 10%. Next week's going to be my 80% uh, adherence week. Honestly, next week, I don't expect to see a huge drop in my body fat percentage. Right. Honestly. I expect to see some, again, a plateau almost like maintenance and increase in my muscle mass. And even that's this week. Over like weeks three and four, my focus was to increase muscle mass because from weeks one, week two, because of the amount of um, just overall like fat loss I saw with some of the lean mass that may have, truthfully, I think it's again, as I introduced protein, like I already saw my, my, ma my right. muscle mass come back up and level off. So, but just being able to double down on that because that's the equation I like to think of too, is if our weight stays the same, but muscle mass goes up and body fat goes down, our body fat percentage still goes down, but our weight on the scale stays the same. So it seems same like it's almost an unreal, it's not It's an, not a real plateau. It's just what it seems because you're only looking at the weight. And that's why body composition to me is also so helpful with a plateau or thinking you're at a plateau. Right, and also from the same notation on that one, if you know, you're, you're seeing that your lean muscle mass is going up, you know, but your body fat is going down, and the weight scale is also going up. It's because you're increasing muscle mass. You know, you gotta remember muscle weighs more than fat. So your scale may be going up, but your body fat percentage may be going down. You know, I, I ultimately, 
say it a lot. If you are pleased with the way your body is kind of forming out when you're looking at yourself in the mirror, stay off the scale. Mm, that's a good one too. The scale is just one variable, right? And the non-scale victories or the non-scale wins can just like, that's why photos and that's why we like taking photos. And when I say we, we take photos, like our clients take photos for themselves for that visual reassurance and creating those affirmations and that self-talk to not just fall into, Hey, the scale is what defines me and my, even some people find value in that, which is a very right. slippery slope, but realizing you're more than just what's on the scale. And that's a, I think a perfect segue into like why we like doing blood work where it's appropriate or where we can fit in with our clients. And with that being said, Chuck, you got some updated lab reports that I figure we, we're going to be able to. Fortunately, Chuck's going to dig into with us. Um, yeah, I was, I was, I was a little defeated, and I don't know if you saw my post the other day, but you know, brain chemistry and blood work go hand in hand, and that's the one thing that I think a lot of people don't understand is the blood work and the brain chemistry and everything. And I knew something in me was was off because I could feel it, even though my workouts were great, my nutrition was great. Everything was awesome, I, you know, coming off the 28 day cleanse, my nutrition's at 90% clean eating, my workouts have been great with the exception of my neck being jacked up, which every doctor in the world uh, has looked at my neck so far and said, Dr. Uh, yeah, Dr. Amato. Uh, Dr. Amato was a little upset that he couldn't get my vertebrae back in because my C3 and my C4 rotated. And that's the reason I can't turn my head to the right right now. Uh, and he can't crack them back in because, uh, as as he says, my traps are just too damn dense. Got to get them to relax, bro. Get those traps to relax. <laughs> yeah, not gonna relax. But anyway, to, to revert back is my. I knew something was off because I didn't feel right. Okay, so reached out to my functional medicine doctor, and again, it depends on how deep you want to go down the rabbit hole. Mike knows that I'm pretty deep down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I Chuck go pretty far. Hole. I go pretty far down the rabbit hole. So I have a functional a doctor that I go to and get my blood taken every six months. And I analyze, I have five years of blood work right here. And I keep it as a reference as to where I was and to where I am. And my blood work looks great, but I knew something was off. And my body has a very hard time processing estrogen and converting it. I don't know why it's been like that forever and my estradiol level is through the roof and i knew it was wrong it leveled out the last time i had and i felt great the last time i had it but i knew something was off and my estradiol level crept back up again now it could be my environment you know ultimately mike knows this not a lot of people know this i'm surrounded by stress every day of my life so the stress levels on me and i i kind of figured this out the stress levels that I have on me increase my estradiol. And that's the reason why my estradiol levels are through the roof. So stressors on your life. Um, I'm not obese, I'm, um, but being obese, having a lot of stress, that's going to cause estradiol to skyrocket in men. Now, increased estradiol in men isn't the worst thing in the world. Um, it could develop some body deformities, um, but it also can definitely mess with your mind. Um, so if you're not feeling great and you're having great workouts and your nutrition is great, I would definitely suggest going in and getting some blood work done just to check out your chemistry and seeing how far your chemistry is off. Now, all my other blood work came back looking great. 
with the exception that I'm taking way too much vitamin D. But because of the uh, pandemic, I upped my vitamin D drastically. I take way too much. Which we, um, we've we've covered that in the past. Like you're taking yeah. a, a high dose. Which, I'm taking not a super lie. high dose. Uh, my vitamin C is through the roof as well, but again, because of the pandemic, um, my vitamin C has, has, has increased. Other than that, my blood work has come back looking phenomenal. And my cortisol level is at 8.7, which is a great level to be at. And that's one other thing that you definitely need to look at. If, you're, if you can't get up out of bed in the morning, it could be that your cortisol levels off. If you can't fall asleep at night, it could be your cortisol levels are off. My cortisol level came in at 8.7, looking really good. So I was pretty happy with my blood work with the exception of that estradiol level skyrocketing again. Um, and I knew that that's, that was what was affecting my brain chemistry. So I think there's a lot of takeaways from this, obviously, but one I wanted to pull out for everybody, whether because a lot of you probably watching, listening and absorbing this won't have all of that. Maybe going over the last five, 10 years reports, maybe we've started to get you on those diagnostics so you're gonna start to get those reference points. And even if you do, like, I think I wanna pull out one thing I'm hearing that can be a carryover for pretty much everybody is when you are feeling something's not right and you think, cause like I hear this a lot too, Chuck, and, and obviously you could probably speak to this as well. It's like, hey, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to. Like I'm eating this way, I'm, I'm, I'm executing, you know, I'm getting solid workouts in. I feel like I'm on point with my sleep or it's improved. I'm hydrating, but it's just my numbers aren't feeling. I don't feel right. Whatever's going on or my, something's up. Yeah. Being able to take action on that. And that's why I think I bring it back to the plateaus of it. A plateau can be an example as well of, it's not that you're not putting in work or you're not determined. It's not a question of the dedication side. It's more of, hey, is there some other response or biomarker yeah. we can highlight to be <laughs> able to say, all right, this is what's going on. Let's make an adjustment because of it. Absolutely. And that's where I was talking to a lot of the clients about self-affirmation is the fact that, you know, it may, they may feel down about where they're plateauing or where their goals are. Or they're not they're not hitting their goals. You, you can't beat yourself up over that. And it could be the fact that, you know, something's off in your blood work, but it doesn't resort into you beating yourself up or getting defeated because you're hitting a plateau and you're not feeling well. It could ultimately be very small adjustments in your micronutrients that we need to address. But you don't know that because if you go to a regular doctor and you go to a physical, they're going to look at your blood work and they're going to say, your cholesterol level is great. See you later. And that's it. They don't look at any other of these markers. And that's why we have the sheet that we can give to your doctor and say, hey, like we're working with these guys and I need to get a little bit more in depth in my blood work. And listen, again, insurance covers it. All your doctor has to do is check off on the blood work chart. It's no great work that he's doing. He's just putting X's in the boxes that we tell him to put boxes on. Then you request a copy of your blood work and bring it to us and we review it and we look at it for you. And the majority of these fixes can be done with natural supplementation. And I think that's where, to your point, Chuck, if you don't know, though, that's where there's, I think, still sometimes this gap between, again, your general, like, uh, you know, your primary care physician, your general practitioner, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just they don't have that degree. And even if you think of the normal range, when you look at these tests and you talk to our, our specialists or doctors or anything like that, what's considered normal and what's considered optimal are two different. And we've talked about right, that as well. Right. Like that, right? So like, we want to get you to optimal, not just, and maybe we want to start to get to normal first, if we're really on the other end of the spectrum, but get to normal and go from normal to optimal. And that's even like with what we're doing, like I'll even again, share from the plateau perspective, I'll, I'll give some insight to what I'm doing is 
again, going from, you know, uh, let's read the data trends here, y'all. This is where we go to the data and go to the charts. Go to the data, Mike. We go, you know, January 17th was the first day of me starting the challenge. So I'm at 197, then I go down and that's 197 at, let's see what the exact body percentage, 21.1%, it's kind of high, not so good, right? Um, and, and then looking- well, hold we, on, let me peel that back. He, he just said kind of high, 21.7. 21, it depends on your age. 21.1, don't cut me too high. Sorry, 21.1, oh, depends on your age, okay? It depends on, uh, a lot of body fat percentages depend on your age as well. Yeah, that's- The, the, old, the older you get, the harder it is gonna be for you to get down into a lower body fat percentage. It's just naturally going to happen because your metabolism slows down. Your body starts to change. Your chemistry changes in your body over time. So 21.1, sorry, Mike, for your age group, you may consider that to be high. Personally, I don't. I, I still think that you're in, a, in, a, in a, a fit form. Yeah, Mike, flexing. But <clears throat> to a 45-year-old person or a 50-year-old person, that's in the athletic range that's you know that's considered in in a category of being an athlete okay so keep that in your mind and that and that's like to, to your point chuck being mindful of like what's the comparison i was talking to a client earlier today and you know i was actually working out while we were doing our call and you know because I, I walk over to my computer take my notes and then i do my set and we're, we're chatting and then i take further notes and he's like dude you're just always going huh i'm like you have to understand like i spent the last 10 years working at to become a professional athlete in a professional athlete work capacity. So there's a level that is, is part of my mindset. And the reason I say all that is because I hold myself to a standard to that capacity. Like for example, I mean, I'm not saying body composition for a fighter, that would be like way leaner that I don't wanna even have to try and deal with, but saying I wanna be 15 to 18% because that's what would be a good like walking around percentage for me to then be able to have to cut down. So that's again, from my perspective, highlighting to your point, Chuck, don't base what I'm thinking is, is good on for you personally. But going back to that, knowing where we wanna be and hitting somewhat of a plateau or so, right. not getting frustrated, right? Not saying I'm just gonna throw it away and give up. It's okay. And that's where I think a coach comes into play and where we can come into play or whomever you're gonna work with comes into play or at least being able to have that assessment of, all right, going to the data, what's working, what's not. Like I saw right. immediately, body fat percentage came down, but my ma my muscle mass came down, probably just again, because I was overly hydrated, give me a, a decently more accurate number with that mass. I don't have the same kind of protein coming in, and I had an empty stomach a little bit more than I did. So now when you see these data's coming up, my muscle mass has already come up like three or four pounds. And in a week, you're not gonna gain three to four pounds of true right. hard muscle. It's a matter of blood flow being in there, be, being kind of, with everything in my stomach and the digestion side. So say all that to say like, that's where it's, it's all these little facets and variables to be mindful of. Yeah, I mean, you wanna talk about a plateau. I My goal was to get down to 12% body fat uh, coming off of the cleanse. However, it, it I've plateaued and I'm stuck at around 14.8 and I hover between 14.8 to about 15.3. And that's that's my body just likes being in that range. It's very gonna be very difficult for me to get down to a 12% body fat. As a matter of fact, I was talking to my functional doctor the other day and he, I, I said to him, listen, I wanna get down to 12% body fat. We were on a Zoom call and he just kind of shot his head up and he's like, what? I was like, yeah, I want to get down to 12% body fat. He's like, dude, you're 45, you're over 200 pounds. You know how hard that's going to be for you to do that? I guess I know how hard it's going to be, but I'm up for the challenge. Uh, he's like, yeah, dude, that's like being a bodybuilder. You, you don't have to waste your time doing that. I was like, 
to each their own doc, you know, but you know, it's my body just as I work out six times a week, combination of very intense jujitsu and lifting heavy. I eat clean 90% of the time. So my body just naturally likes to be in this range. Do I want to get down to 12%? Sure. Is it going to be difficult? Yeah, but my body has plateaued to where it is. And no matter how much more hard work I can put in, I have to like go at 100% clean eating and now incorporate way more cardio into my workouts to get down to that level. Yeah, and that's where it's again, what we we look at is, is the, the juice worth the squeeze as that old saying would go, right? Yeah. Like is the net result we wanna to get to worth the effort putting in and knowing like this idea of like almost like a set point, like what's the weight and body composition that we're naturally gonna to gravitate towards based on again, what the quality of life that we want to live is and what feels good. So like you're going to gravitate towards more training, no matter what the average person is going to be just because of who you are, because of who I am. And many of you out there probably watching are going to be in that category as well. And maybe even if you're not, that's totally fine. Even if it's like, Hey, I'm training twice a week and I'm just going for walks in between or anything like that. It's again, and that's okay too. Being mindful of what, what fits into your life, but then also adjusting those goals and saying, Hey, like for me, like, I am never, I'm really, I don't ever want to see like 10 to 15, anything lower than 15% body fat, I really don't want to see ever again. Like, I mean, I'll do it if it happens to be there, but I'm not going to put in the work that I know for my body it takes to get there. And to your point, Chuck, having that as a reminder is helpful too, so that you can have a balance of life, have the percentages that you want yeah. to enjoy. And if you want to get there anyways, like we know what it's going to take and we know how we're going to have to get there. That's another piece of it too. Right, again, it all depends on what quality of life you want what your ultimate goal is, it could be a more realistic goal. You don't have to go super crazy like Mike and I tend to get sometimes. Um, but, you know, there is a balance between healthy eating and a, and a happy, you know, balanced life and attainable goals. I mean, again, it, it, it all depends on how deep down the rabbit hole you really want to go. So here's the question, Chuck, and, and I, I kind of want to like, we're going to shift gears here for everybody because I know a lot of people are curious, like, all right, this is all well and good. This perspective's great, but like, I know you guys want the actionable things and I figured we'll kind of, again, pull back another layer of curtain of like, what's the actionable things that we do in these circumstances? So let's talk specifically for you for a second, Chuck, now, and then we can dive in, dive in for me as well. But like, based on now the, the report that you got, the work that you got, the feedback that you got, how do you how do you process this moving forward and how do you keep yourself again with those affirmations what are some ways you like to practice that yourself personally how does that look in the next week yeah so what i discussed i was going to do with my functional doctor dr ren is i'm going to tweak my micronutrients and and tweak my my supplementation uh for the next month and i'm going to do another he's going to send me another script and another and the at, by the end of the month and i'm going to take a look as to how that composition of my chemistry changed in my body and if it did what are the changes we need to make so if it changed after the month i'm going to stick with the program that i'm doing if it didn't then we need to make another adjustment um as far as the stressors that have been in my life that are increasing that estradiol level um what i'm what i've decided to do is i'm going to do more meditation in the sauna so rather than sitting there and, and getting on my phone or answering text messages or answering emails, I'm gonna leave the phone out of the sauna. I'm gonna put the chromotherapy lights on. I'm gonna put a little spa radio on in the sauna and I'm gonna meditate. Uh, so I'm gonna try to decompress every single night after my workouts by doing at least a half hour of meditation in the sauna. 
try to get those stressors out and see if I can lower that estradiol level um, by doing that. Now, also, you know, there are things that I can do within my workout as well um, to try to, 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 to decrease that level. But I think I'm going to start by doing that and testing that to see how it goes just within the next couple of weeks. I think that's honestly a perfect kind of approach, especially knowing you, Chuck, and knowing how much or how little, I should say, that actual complete shutdown time happens. Or I can't even say complete shutdown time, but just shifting to a lower gear and just like pulling some of that pressure off. And yeah, like not having my emails and texts to respond to. <laughs> you don't know how hard it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, like that's why I'm going to... I have to take a note to myself, like reminder, blocking out my calendar. Don't text Chuck at this time to this time. Leave him alone. Um, just, it's a stressor in itself, just thinking about it. Like I'm hang, having anxiety thinking about just shutting off for like a half hour. I'm with you, man. Like that's something I talk to even, you know, my mother-in-law about all the time, about having that ability to shut my brain off. So in that vein, like what I'm doing too, and like I'll, I'll share with you guys to again, have this uh, tackle of a plateau. I, not even that's a plateau, I'm just like, shifting to now going from the focus of lowering body fat percentage with the exclusive thought of lowering fat but now increasing muscle now and not even having to peel off as much fat at the moment but to shape the body the way i wanted to is really investing in sleep like having two young girls just yeah. kids in general right like so and what i find myself doing is six to eight i blocked out times to be with my wife so from six to eight me and ashley are going to like have dinner we're going to give the girls a bath we're going to read them books and honestly, still, Ashley's doing a lot of that, truthfully, like the girls gravitate towards her, but I'm there to like have that time. I get the kitchen squared away, whatever we're gonna do. I don't go on my computer, laptop, whatever. Now, what really happens, truthfully, is by seven o'clock, once the girls are going to bed and starting to fall in sleep process, I pull up my laptop, pull up my phone, start digging into things. So I'm gonna promise myself that after eight o'clock, I'm shutting it down no matter what, and then I'm just gonna walk away and I have to leave it for the next day. So like, even like right now, look, Right now we're in that window of bam. I'm the, the, after I do this, like it's very tempting. It's very tempting for me to want to then go play because Chuck. Like and for you guys in the future, we're going to level up like the production quality here. So I'm going to be experimenting with some cameras and some audio stuff. And it's very tempting for me to want to do that even once we finish up this podcast. But I'm not. Shut it down. I'm gonna walk away. And I'm even gonna play some video games and then I'm gonna go to bed early tonight. And that's my game plan. So point of me saying all that is. Being okay with recognizing there was something that didn't maybe go perfect, being able yeah. to make a change based on that. And the reason I'm doing that, just so the why behind the what, is because I'm focusing on growing muscle, need to sleep, right, and have to recover. And then secondarily, what I know is that when I'm not sleeping enough, my food choices go to, to the garbage can. Yeah. Even though I'm, I'm staying within the parameters of the challenge, like I know that for now week four coming up where I can increase the non-adherence food choices, I could go really, really hard off the deep end if my sleep is not playing. Right. And that's a big thing when you're recovering. I, I just, I was sending messages to all the clients today asking them about the recovery. Um, because when that recovery is not there, after, especially after a hard week of working out, um, when that recovery is not there, that chemistry that we talked about is going to be thrown off because your body is not recovering properly. It's going to cause you to make choices that you may necessarily not want to make you know so you got to make sure that you're recovering properly and that's where again these the, i like to talk about the micronutrients you know making sure you're getting proper micronutrients to support recovery as well you know i i add magnesium in every single night before i go to bed because it helps me sleep properly and it helps my muscles recover 
Yes, yeah, man. You got that zinc and magnesium combo. Yeah, maybe we throw some melatonin in there. Who knows? We got we got all types of fun stuff. Um, so, and, and to your point, Chuck, that's why like it's easy, and that's where I think like the training side is attractive because it's like can be getting a benefit to work out and get a push and see the numbers. But when you need to recover, like it's hard sometimes not to do anything or not to do anything with a purpose. It's easy to just like bullshit without a purpose and not, and just let time go to waste, but having a purpose behind it. So that's what I wanted to kind of like touch on all the points here. So we got some resources for you guys from plateaus to being able to take action on it, to know that, Hey, it's okay. And how to like change that conversation, that dialogue internally. And then again, if you have questions, obviously that's what Chuck and myself and the rest of the team here are for. And we have resources below in the description. And um, yeah, I think we might even, you know, add another resource again, where for those of you that want to do the blood work that Chuck was talking about that we utilize, we can even create an opt-in for you guys. So we'll put a little like, put your email in, we'll send you guys some more resources for that. And yeah, Chuck, I leave the platform to you. Yeah, we're just, I just want to wrap it up again with that self-affirmation. If if you're putting in the work, if you're making those decisions to even walk down a healthier path, you're doing the right thing. So give yourself credit for that. Don't beat yourself up over that. Just because you've plateaued or you you turned down the wrong road, you, you turn back around and get back on that healthier path. You can do it, um, but don't beat yourself up over it. Identify that you made a wrong decision and make the choices to get back to where you were. Again, don't beat yourself up over it. Give yourself some self-affirmation that I, I made the right decision by starting this. I'm, I'm clean eating or I'm working out or you know, I made the wrong decision once, I gotta get back to it. And then take the action to get back to it. Don't just identify the fact that you did something wrong and you made a bad decision and then just say, screw it and forget about it. Make the decision and put actions into place to get back there. Bam, well said, Chuck, well said. So I, again, I appreciate you guys, Chuck. I appreciate you. Now it's time you. where you know we gotta shut it down. And uh, yeah, yeah we'll see you we gotta do a cheers. It's, it's late, no, good. Yeah. cheers, isn't it? No, cheers, cheers. <laughs> All right, everybody, be safe. Later, y'all. So I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free. And that is it y'all. See you on the next one.